that you sound foolish. I ain't got no doubt. My God's gonna work it out. continue to worship him. I praise and love you, Jesus. I bless and worship your great and mighty and holy name. the great hand of God, the almighty God, the true and the living, glorious King of kings and Lord of all. On our minds to be open to you, Lord. On our hearts, O oh Lord, to be open. Let the spirit of the Lord minister to us. Presence of the Lord, touch your children. Let your peace rest upon our hearts. Let your glory minister to our minds. Lord, I love you and I praise you, Jesus. I worship thee, O oh Lord. I need thee, O oh God. Put your strength in your children. Encourage every heart and every life. Give us that beautiful victory from heaven. Thank you, dear God. Thank you, dear God. Thank you, dear God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Everybody said praise the Lord. If you have a Bible tonight, let's turn your attention to the book of Psalms. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 84. Verse 7 is written, they go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion or in the church appeareth before God. Once again, they go from strength to strength. I'd like to minister on a little while tonight on the church is getting stronger. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. realize as you read the Bible and as you also look at history uh, that you see that there are many different ways that man thinks and in their thinkings they organize oftentimes and put a name to it maybe even get it to be a corporation and 
hang a little something over a door somewhere. And uh, we have watched, as I said, through the Bible and through history, through our experience of being a part of the body of Christ, we have watched people uh, all over the world. We have watched people in the name of God get weaker and weaker. We have watched people that just have a uh, form of godliness, the Scripture teaches. It's an appearance of godliness. But the Bible said they deny the power thereof. And it tells us, as the body of Christ, from such, turn away. We don't want to be gravitating towards weakness. Rather, we want to gravitate towards and feel the pull towards stronger. We want to learn a lesson from Matthew 25, where the Scripture teaches that there were foolish and there were wise. The difference being that both of them, or shall I say the similarities, were that they both had the vessel, because we are the vessel, and that they both had the light and as, as opposed to not having light. They had light. We have light, and they had light. The foolish had light, and the wise had light. But the Bible teaches that for the foolish, they found out that the, the light began to go out. It began to get weaker. Whereas the wise, the Bible teaches that their lights remained strong. If anything, got stronger. Why did that happen? Well, number one, because the difference between the two, as opposed to the similarities, was that uh, they, the wise had oil, or they had the gift of the Holy Ghost, or it represents the truth of the Scriptures. They had the truth. They had the experience. They were baptized in Jesus' name, and they were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. They believed the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. <laughs> I had to go pick something up for somebody else the other day, and, and uh, in purchasing it, they asked me uh, what, what size and what they wanted and all of that, and I re related what was needed, and they said, is this for is this for a show or is this for work? And I said, I don't do anything for show. I said, it's for work. It's for the real thing. You know, we're not involved with the things that make for weakness. We're not involved with a show. We're not involved with a put-on. The Bible even talked about some people that make a fair show in the flesh. We're not interested in a show. We're not interested in some kind of fake and phony and put on or an appearance of something. But we're interested in reality. We're not interested in a, a feigned or a plastic faith. We're interested in an unfeigned faith, something that is real, something that is solid, something that is genuine. And as you, uh, many times we, we'll just simply say to people that we have the real thing. We don't have uh, some kind of game going on or some little circus or some man's idea about something. And we're not trying to pick up things from people uh, and add it because we think it's cool. We're trying to stay right with the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation. We want to go from strength to strength. We don't want to find ourselves in a decline going from a weakness to a weakness. We're not involved in some slippery slope going downhill and some whited sepulcher, the Bible called it. Uh, we're, not, we're not interested in that kind of nonsense. We're interested in the real and the genuine and the solid. We're interested in that place of good footing. We're interested in that place where we can have the mind of Christ. 
We're interested in that place where we, as Paul said, and I think, and he well meant, I know that I have the Spirit of the Lord. Then judge faithful, he said, and knowing the commandments of the Lord, knowing the thinking of the Lord, knowing the Spirit of the Lord, and knowing that the Lord is going to uh, lead us and guide us and shape us and mold us and bring us into all truth. If anything, we're going to grow stronger, the church is, because God is going to increase the wattage of the light, increase the candle power. Are things that have not yet been revealed. The Bible said those things that are not yet revealed, they belong unto the Lord our God. But those things, Deuteronomy 29 and 29 said, that are revealed, they belong unto us and to our children. But that doesn't mean God's not going to reveal the things that he's holding within his power. Oh, my friend, there are things in this Bible that are going to come to light. And the watchman, well, the Bible said, will see eye to eye in that day. God knows how to turn it up and God knows how to give strength to his children. God knows how to empower his church day in and day out and help us to carry on the work of the Lord when the world absolutely finds itself struggling to see because their light is getting dimmer because they're refusing the oil. Do you know that there was one individual running for a high position in this world and it came out in their background studies and and I believe the individual spoke up and said that they were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And they said what church she went to. And they said they absolutely went nuts. People started calling from all over and brought all kinds of pressure to bear on a particular denomination that at one time knew the truth and had part of or all of this message. And now they have backed up from it and they have lost the light. Can you imagine people worldwide claiming to be a believer in this book and fighting against the name of Jesus Christ, saying, no, it's not right to be baptized in Jesus' name. No, we don't do that. We renounce that. We don't want anything to do with that. Can you imagine on the other side of the mouth saying, I believe in Jesus. I took him as my Savior. That makes no sense whatsoever. But people are getting weaker and the denominal world is getting weaker and the world is getting more confusing and weaker. But the church is getting stronger. The church is standing on the rock. The church is in a solid and a stable place. Believing His Word. Believing His Word. The church will go through its difficulties, its challenges, its hard places. The enemy will come up in our face. And we will, as the body of Christ, be hated of all, na all nations and all men for His namesake. There's no doubt about that because the Scripture teaches it. Now, we're not out there trying to get anybody to, to hate us, not at all, but it's, it's going to take place, and it's going to happen because of what we stand for, that we're going to stand on the Word of God, not fall, but stand, that we're going to be solid and strong. We're not going to be weak and wishy-washy, and we're always looking for ways of wisdom to bring the Word of God to a hungry heart. We certainly want to do that, and every day we're attempting to do that and let the light shine, but I want you to know there's a world out there that has 
about their religion and their light has gotten very dim. They've lost more and more light on the word of God because of their constant saying, we don't believe it, we don't believe it, we don't need it. And they're made so many holes in this thing until they got nothing but a piece of a Swiss cheese. They don't have a solidness in the word of God. You want to stay with chapter and verse. You want to look to chapter and verse. You want to believe the word of God. You want to trust in the things that Jesus brought to this earth and gave to his church and sent his church out into the world to do the job. Amen. Foolish. Foolish because they didn't have faith in the power of the Holy Ghost. Didn't have faith in the name of Jesus. It's not... uh, it's not people, as we said this morning, that just say, Lord, Lord. Jesus sees through that. He knows when things are tissue paper thin. He knows when things, uh, they're so transparent, they're so easy to see through. Uh, Jesus is not uh, lacking in any discernment here. He's, he's full well aware of people's hearts and what's in them. That's why he told an individual one day uh, and when, the man, when the young man asked him, what must I do to be saved? And Jesus began to quiz him and he began to answer correctly and even said, I've done all these from my youth up. And Jesus said, fine, okay, we're right at that place. You're not far from the kingdom of God. Tell you what you do. Just sell out in all the things that you have interest in and come follow me. And, of course, he went away sorrowful. He wasn't willing to do that. Jesus knows how to test the heart. He knows how to find out if you really do want this truth. And when people really sell out and people really want the truth and nothing else matters, give me this and forget everything else. And whatever he wants to put back in my life and trust me with, that'll be his business. But you want he's going to make you strong. The church is going to make you strong. The church isn't going to make you weak. The church isn't going to get weak. The church is going to grow continually in grace and knowledge and the strength of the Lord. It is written, blessed is the man that has has his strength in him. We want God's strength in us. We want God's strength in the church. He is what enables the church to do what it does. He enables us to go forward and whoop the enemy and bring victory day after day, generation after generation. There's going to be a church that is going to represent Jesus Christ for his namesake in the earth right up into the first resurrection. And you better believe that and know that and trust that and tell yourself, I'm not going to get weaker. I'm going to be a part of the people that get stronger. Stronger in the church. Stronger in the faith. We want to be strong in the faith. And the faith means in the doctrine. We want to be, we want to be strong in this one Lord, one faith. We, we want that strength. We don't want to be uh, wondering and uh, standing on one foot and the other and trying to figure out what to say. Let me tell you, people, people need the strength of the church. They don't need compromise. They don't need wishy-washy. They don't need somebody to say it doesn't matter and anything will do. People need the strength of the church. They need the power of the resurrection. They need the glory of his presence. They need what Jesus Christ gave his life on that cross for. What he died and was buried and rose again for and by. And as he poured out his spirit and gave birth to the church, the church went forth against all kinds of odds and all kinds of oppositions, and they came at them from every angle 
in an attempt to stop them from preaching, guess what? The name of Jesus Christ. They did not want them to baptize in that name. They did not want them to lay hands on people to be healed in that name. They did not want, they wanted to stomp that name out. And the enemy has gone all these generations in an attempt to water down and to dilute that. He has used many, many tricks and religion not being the least of them. And he's going to use religion in the last days more so. He's going to consolidate it into a one world super false church and they're all going to call it the love of God and they're going to make it like we're all in unity and we're all one but let me tell you there's a spirit that's going to use that until it's done with it and then he's going to ball it up like a piece of paper and throw it away and he'll be done with it and this world will find itself at the mercy of the antichrist and they'll have no power they'll have no weapon they'll have no hope because I'm telling you they're getting weaker and they're getting weaker I don't care what weapons of mass destruction they come up with I don't care how they change the monetary system you're going to find that this world is going to get weaker and weaker and weaker and the religions of this world are going to be plunged into total darkness of an abyss if you please but the church is a city that's set upon the hill we've got a light and let it shine it's not a little light it's a great big light the church is getting stronger church is getting stronger you want to move with the strength of the church you want to grow in the power and the might of the Lord and it's not talking about you know calling down lightning bolts out of heaven the disciples asked that one day and Jesus said you know not what manner of spirit you're of the more we get stronger is because the more we learn about him the more we learn about his spirit and his power and his glory and his way of thinking and the way that his church operates and what brings good strength and good success as you, as you get stronger to where you can fight off every temptation and every spirit and you as Paul said he protested by some people's silliness and nonsense and juvenile activities and he said I protest by, of all of that he said I die daily that there's a dying that's got to go on in your life so that you, the, the power and the strength of Christ can shine through the weakness of the flesh is what we want to kill and deaden and we want to die to that on a daily basis die to the lusts of the flesh and the, the desires of the flesh and the wants of the flesh we die to that and we come alive Alive to the spirit and the moving of the spirit and the directing of the spirit and, the, and a zeal and a fire uh, what did one writer say he said he said come and see my zeal for the Lord that you want to talk about him you want to sing about him you want to read about him you want to worship him what did the Bible say they'll, they'll still be worshiping him this is a church that's got a longevity to it it's a church that's got stamina to it it's a church that's going to keep on keeping on it's the body of Christ it's a church of the living God and it's getting stronger and stronger and stronger in the face of a world that's getting weaker and weaker and weaker. They get, they're going to get stronger in the flesh. They're going to get stronger and bolder in their in sinful ways and arguments and attitudes, even so that there will be people who, who once knew this truth that will be very argumentative and very hateful and very betrayal. They'll have much betrayal in their heart. But you know, there's going to be a church. You saw what, you read what they did to Jesus here in, your, in the Word of God and how that they came at, to him and, and he was betrayed by an insider. 
Jesus, a friend who lifted up his heel against him, someone who he communed with and ate with and had the access to the inside of the inside and had seen so many wonderful things. And then that night came, and, and as they, they sought Jesus of Nazareth, and he said, I am he, the Bible said, in the midst of the hour. He said it was the hour of darkness. In the midst of that hour of darkness, when he said, I am he, the Bible teaches they all fell away backwards and fell down. The strength and the power and the angels about him in the presence of the Lord, let me tell you, my God is not going to forsake his church, and he's not going to forsake his people, but we're going to do his will, and we're going to know what manner of spirit we're of and we're going to see victory sometimes people got to see victory with their natural eyes in the flesh but there's a victory in the spirit that is so much sweeter and so much better and so much more rewarding it did talk about not casting away your confidence which hath great recompense or payment of reward and he is going to take care of his children there's a strength in the Holy Ghost a strength in the body of Christ that's what you want to believe in Revelation shows us many things that are going to come upon this generation, this time period. It's getting closer and closer. Things are coming together quicker and quicker. And uh, we're watching the, the weakness of the religious world. We're watching their light. And it will come to a place to where it'll go out. That's what your Bible teaches. And the, and the foolish will be running to and fro and making haste. But the church will be awakened by the Spirit of the Lord. He'll keep us in a place that he can talk to us and that he can lead us and guide us even as it was in, in the days of Egypt when Moses came and spoke to the elders and showed them the sign from God he could have showed them signs but he showed them sign it's nice when you don't need a whole lot to convince you because I worry about people who need a whole lot because it seems like then you can't never give them enough if you can't believe one scripture, I don't know why you'd believe three and four then. You know, you need to believe the book. You need to take it at its face value, at its spiritual value, that the Word of God is true and the Word of God is real, and that what he says yes, he means yes. And when he says no, he means no. And it's as simple as that. And you start believing in that Word of God. And in those days when, when Moses came and took the people, the Bible said that God put them in a, in a special place. He put them where nothing could hurt them or harm them. When all around them, every kind of wrath was fallen every which way. And I want you to know is a shadow and a type for you and I to see that God's going to keep His church in the midst of all of the things that Revelation is showing. And we've got some people that are so absolutely out of the box if you please they're out left field and over the fence and still going and when I tell you that they're not believing this word and they don't think that the church is going to be here for anything God's not raising up a bunch of weaklings that can't take anything God's raising up people that are going to be able to stand against the onslaught of the enemy he's going to protect his people he's going to guard his people but he's going to use his people because there's people that are going to be saved right up to the first resurrection and blessed and holy are they that have part in that first resurrection. You can remain standing. You don't want your faith to be shaken. You do not want to allow anything to shake your faith. You want to believe God and trust God. Many times people are real good about trusting God when the sun is shining. But you've got to hang in there when the sun isn't around anywhere. And when the darkness closes in got to be right there. You've got to learn from day to day and grow in grace and knowledge and go from strength to strength and realize that all of your trials and tribulations that come your way are nothing but uh, a muscle building course. 
to get you stronger in the Lord. We didn't talk about building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, building yourself up. 1 Corinthians 14, the Apostle Paul taught, after he taught about the gifts of the Spirit and after he showed them the more excellent way in chapter 13, and he comes to chapter 14, he begins to break things down, he begins to tell them, I'd rather speak five words with my understanding, he said, than 10,000 words that nobody could understand. And the whole thing was, he never he certainly ended it up by saying, let all things be done decently and in order, and wherefore forbid not to speak in tongues. Oh yeah, the balance of it is what he taught. But he also slipped in there and made it crystal clear that what you want to seek for is to edify, to the edifying of the church, the edifying of the body. What can I do to contribute to make the church stronger? What can I do to contribute that's going to give us a strong stance in a very weak and hungry world where people are in darkness and tripping and stumbling and confused and all mixed up and chasing after every kind of fleshly thing and just living from second to second. How can I contribute? One place talked about a certain contribution. How can I make that specific certain contribution that's going to add strength, that's going to edify or strengthen the body of Christ and the church that I'm a part of? I don't want to be something that pulls down and makes weakness. I want to be something that makes for strength. That's what he taught in that particular chapter. You might want to take that to heart. Next time you read it, seek to the edifying. You seek for that. Some people are only seeking after things that bring glory to them. Let it never be about that. We want all the glory to go to God. We want, and we don't say that in some abstract manner. We mean that in the most concrete manner. We want God to be glorified. We're not looking for any pats on the back. Had a woman the other day down at City Hall. I took Pastor Urshan to get something and we were getting ready to leave because the person we needed to see wasn't there. And, and uh, the lady said, she said, uh, she said, you know, you really helped us at that funeral. And she was just going on. And I was getting more and more embarrassed. I just wanted to get out of there. I finally just ducked my head and said, got to go now. Bye. And I went out the door. You know, we're not looking for praise here. We're, 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 we want God to be praised. We want, we want them to say, you really gave the truth. That's what we'd like. I recognize the truth and God be praised. God be glorified. There's a strength in the truth and it comes from the church. Let's bring that to people. You can't get embarrassed. You can't get ashamed. You can't say, oh, you shouldn't say that. What did Jesus say in one place? Are you offended by this? There's no reason to get offended. The truth is there to pull you out, to show you the strength of the church, to save you and deliver you. Place you on the rock. The church is getting stronger, not getting weaker. Let's lift our hearts with our hands to heaven. Let us love the Lord. We love you, Jesus. We praise you, O God. Holy God. Come on now. for where you put me, God, in the church. 